running, I'm running a mouse. Running a mouse, I'm running, I'm running. Can you really be a writer if you don't even read? Can you really be a runner, never listen to the feet in the times that we living in? You gotta pick and choose cause the early bird gets the worm and the predator eats the prey. Let me tell y'all. Alright, what is up guys? Welcome to episode eight of the Knuckleheads Podcast. I am so grateful to finally be back doing this. Uh, as I said in the last episode, episode seven with Caleb Watson, things have just kind of been crazy with COVID and uh, it eliminated the fun part for me of hanging out with everybody and having everybody over, having a couple beers and uh, just kind of learning their story. But uh, we are back. I'm super excited. And uh, today, uh, once again, I have a fairly new buddy of mine. Um, and I'm still getting to know him just like I, I was last episode with Caleb Watson. So, uh, this, you're going to be learning along with me. Uh, I know a little bit more about him, I will say that. Um, so we're going to take a deep dive into all of this. Uh, so it's my pleasure to introduce to y'all Eli Grambling. What's up? What's going on, buddy? You doing thanks, all right? Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Um, I, absolutely. I'm grateful that you uh, are here and uh, able to join and do this. I know we've been talking about doing this for a while because we've got to do some... Uh, live music trivias together i know y'all probably have heard about this a couple times on the podcast but um so i say let's just really jump straight off into this and uh tell me your story tell me uh kind of your background upbringing and then we'll kind of roll in uh to the music side of things from there yeah so i grew up in north florida a small town called perry <clears throat> just southeast of tallahassee uh on the gulf I grew up fishing and hunting and playing sports all my life. So, What was your go-to sport? Actually, baseball. Baseball. So okay. I started out playing baseball when I was like five, all the way through high school. But then my sophomore year of high school, I started getting some attention with football. And so I dropped baseball and just focused more on that. And I ended up playing football in college, so I guess it, was, it paid off, but... Baseball, I played baseball way longer than I played football. Gotcha. Um, what position in football did you play? Or what position in both, shall I say? Yeah, baseball, shortstop always, or okay. middle infield. Pitched a little bit, but that's pretty much it. Gotcha. Um, football played, in middle school you play everything. Yeah, well. So, <laughs> you would go both ways, uh, linebacker and quarterback. And then I started to develop more as a quarterback in high school and only played one way. Luckily, we had enough people where I didn't have to go both ways. Yeah. But well, what college did you go to and play at? Mercer University. Ah, you played at Mercer. Yep, which is why I'm here, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Stuck Sorry. around after that. Yeah. So, I, I'd never even heard of Mercer until I was started getting recruited by them. Like, never even heard of making Georgia or this place. Okay, so, so did you, you fully graduated from Mercer? Yep, graduated in 2016, and I always tell this story because it's funny to me now. There's a, there's a sign, it was all, all these posters in the engineering school, that said 80% of our graduates stay in the state of Georgia to work. And all four years, I was like, no, man, that's not going to be me. I'm going to be the 20%. I'm going straight back to Florida. But when I graduated, I was like, I really want to stay here. Like, I like it here. Yeah. So I was, I started applying to these jobs around here, and I wasn't really getting anything. And I ended up taking an internship out of college. Uh, hoping it would turn into a full, full-time job, and it did, luckily, within like two months. So I've been here since 2016. Well, I've been here since 2012. Graduated in 2016, and I guess been here full-time since then. See, I'm learning stuff about you. I didn't, even, I didn't <laughs> know all this about you. This is great. Um, well, I guess that's some of your, your backstory there. Tell me a little bit about how you got your start into music more so. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's what this podcast is about. And I, w- I want to hear a lot about the music background, um, whether it be from family to if you've done it on your own to church to what it, whatever it took. Yeah. What, what, what's your background with that? Yeah, and all that kind of what I just talked about kind of plays into that a little later in my life, you'll see. Uh, so I grew up in church, singing in church, playing the drums, actually. So I've been playing the drums since I was eight years old. So almost 20 years now. That's like what I'm – I say, like, I have to try really hard at guitar. Um, well, you make it look effortless. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> Spend a lot of time with it now. But drums drums is, like, natural to me. Yeah. My dad used to always say, how do you know which one to hit to make that sound? And I'd be like, I don't know, Dad. I just do it. So that was always natural to me. Um, I didn't play the guitar till I was till I was 20, maybe. But let me, let me back up. So my mom is the musical influence in my life. Okay. Uh, 
um, grew up, she moved to Nashville, did that whole thing, moved back to Florida, and then she was in a Southern Gospel trio that toured around the Southeast. So me and my brother and my dad grew up kind of on the road going to her stuff. Okay. Um, so I always, it was always in my life. I never really sang in church. I always just played the drums. And again, didn't, didn't play guitar till later. But where it all, like the moment it started for me, I guess that kind of launched me was between my freshman and sophomore year of college, I was home for the summer. And my mom, she plays everything, mm-hmm. uh, guitar, piano, bass guitar. And she was playing guitar, and we were singing. And I've always loved to sing. Like, I always loved anything to do with instruments. Play, you know, play rock band, um, sing in the shower, like pretend I was on stage in front of a million people. But that summer when she was playing, I started singing with her. And I was like, man, this is so much easier with a guitar, like with an instrument that can accompany you. So that was the moment I was like, I'm going to learn how to play guitar. And I, and it wasn't like I was some big Jimi Hendrix fan or watching someone who could shred, yeah. like Dwayne Allman or someone like that. I just, it was at that moment I was like, if I want to sing, I need to learn how to do something with this. Yeah. Um, so that's when it started, it started becoming real. And I immediately, I didn't like go learn a bunch of chords and learn theory or anything like that, which is probably why I haven't progressed the way I should, but... I learned basic four chords, yeah. you know, and then I started. Sometimes it's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> I still can't get them down. 80%, 80% of songs. <laughs> no, but once I learned those four chords, I started writing immediately. Like we wrote a song uh, my sophomore year or later that year, my freshman year. But yeah, it happened like, so first part of college is when I picked up a guitar and that was like the turning point for me. Gotcha. So uh, you kind of mentioned it uh, with influences of music, but who would you say is kind of like your biggest influences, even if it's, uh, and, and I'll I word it this way, who is your biggest uh, influences in music, as in who's close to you? Obviously, you said your mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, give me, like, your top five artists of who you pull the most influence from, um, as in, like, whether it be modern-day artists or, like, well-known artists more so. What, what, what would you say in that aspect as well? Yeah, I'm going to mix in some weird stuff here just because it's been who's who's influenced me. Um, So being in Macon for four years, now now, uh, almost ten years, but four years in college, I feel like the Allman Brothers really started to influence my music, Um, just the whole Southern rock genre. So they've influenced kind of the way I play and and, um, some of the the songs we'll cover – we really like to do the southern rock stuff. I really like singing that stuff because I'll, I think because I love the soulful side of it. I love big soulful vocals. Yeah. So one of the vocal artists that I that I admire is Brett Eldridge in country. I feel like he just has the most beautiful baritone vocals. Like he's just so pure. His vocals are. But I also like a little bit of the gravelly stuff um, from like Morgan Wallen. So yeah. he he like he's known for the gravel and how how um, specific his vocals are. Yeah. So people like that. It's so crazy listen to his old music too. Yeah. Compared to now, I feel like he's just perfected into that so much more because I feel like it was a different kind of sound. It was was he on the voice and yeah, and all he that? He started on the voice. He was. It was just different. Different then. man. <laughs> but I I love it so much more now. So yeah. there's a and then vocally also there's a. I'm like really big on vocals. There's a there's a Christian artist named Brandon Lake who has just an insane voice. It's stupid how talented that guy is. But I I envy his vocals. Um, try to emulate that in some ways. But as far as writing, I think well the style of songs that I like to write are like '90s country. And I say that because I say when I hear like an old Tim McGraw song, it takes me back in time. Mm-hmm. So like hanging out on the weekend with my family. And, you know, being out in the yard and having 90s country playing. So, like, just not not necessarily even the meaning of the song, just that song specifically takes me back. Yeah. And there's – so when I try to – when I write songs, I want to write music that tells story that can take other people back in time. And there's – so the reason I covered – so you were talking about the, the trivia earlier. Yeah. So the 21 Pilots song, Stressed Out, let me read these lyrics. This, like these lyrics, when I heard these lyrics for the first time, this specific part of the lyrics, I was like, "Oh my God, that's me!" And those lyrics hit me so hard, I was like, "I want to be able to write lyrics that that mean that to someone else." And it's it's uh, where is it at? 
Sometimes a certain smell will take me back to when I was young. How come I'm never able to identify where it's coming from? I'd make a candle out of it if I ever find it, found it. Try to sell it, never sell out of it. I probably only sell one. It'd be to my brother because we have the same nose. And I was like, oh my god, like I do that. I smell. I I like smell something random, and I'd be like, whoa, that just took me back in time. So, yeah. And I don't know when I when I when I heard that song and it resonated so much with me, I was like, I want to be able to do that for other people. Yeah. So I try to put that in my writing. So I guess Twenty One Pilots has influenced me as an yeah. as an artist. Especially a line like that, and, and it's crazy to me. And, and one of my next questions that I was going to ask you is, what is your favorite aspect of music? Like for me, it's the creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, last episode when Caleb Walston was talking. He hit me with a word that made so much sense to me, and you just saying that, it, it made, reminds me of that. And he said his favorite aspect was connection. Yeah. And and that's so true because, one, the, the music industry as a whole is so many connections, and you got to get, get connections here and there and try to build your name up. And But the way the emotional connections you get, such as the lyrics you just stated— the emotional connections you get with that, it takes you somewhere. It just, it, it's unlike anything else to me. And I think that's, that it, it resonated so much to me, uh, you, that word and more so on the emotional side of things, because you mean, I mean, music as a whole, it just, it, it can put you in a place. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, that's what people go to a lot of times, man. So the yeah. fact that you, that God's blessed you with an, an ability to create stuff that can do that for other people. Yeah. It's just, it's a blessing. It's, yeah. it's fun to be a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've always in, enjoyed that aspect of it. So, yeah. um, I, I guess, uh, I, I mean, I'll ask the question and you might have a different response to it, but like, what is your favorite aspect of music? Would you say it's something like connection or creation or do you just like, I love guitar. Like guitar <laughs> is my favorite thing. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, w- I definitely wouldn't say it's guitar. Um, I feel like I'd be a lot better if that was the case. <laughs> um, I think I'd love the creativity part. Like we j- we were in the studio Saturday and we tracked two songs and just like that back and forth between you and your bandmates and the producer. With like, you know, you you write a song and you you hear it come in one way, but then they challenge you and be like, well, what about this part here? And just that whole creative process. Yeah, and seeing it come to fruition and then seeing it come all the way around to like the other night in trivia when it came time for me to play an original, some random dude in the crowd was like, play peace. I was like, I don't know you. How did you know my song? Like, and I caught that too. And you were like, Oh, you want that? And you're like, that's yeah. Well, absolutely. Well then you got it. And, um, so that part's cool. Cause you know, you put a, you put your heart and soul into a lot of this stuff and it's disheartening as an artist. Uh, and I've stopped playing places that where, you feel like you're just background noise and half half of the crowd has their back to you because you're at a you're in a lounge or you're at a restaurant bar or a restaurant in general and i i honestly don't like playing places like that because like i said you put a lot of time and effort into your music and you want people to hear it and you want to be able to create that connection with them and so the, that meant a lot to me the other night when that guy said that. But, yeah, so the just the creative piece that, that morphs into the connection yeah. piece. Yeah, I think those two words have just, like, pretty, pretty much been the go-tos of, of answer, shall I say. Because it's so real. Like, that's – even if you're on the I only like to just sing covers and just perform, like – it's connection. If you just don't want to sing to people, then you probably like the creation side. And it's, it's so real that the, how much those two words specifically are the, I feel like the biggest answers for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you, you brought up like trivia just, just then. And what would you say is like kind of some of your, let's talk about some of your previous shows more. Mm-hmm. So, um, biggest shows you've played. Have you opened up for anybody, uh, Anything in shows, uh, coolest place you've played at? Let, let's let's talk a little bit about that. What you talk to me a little bit about? Yeah, that. So. I think the probably the biggest show as far as people in attendance was uh, Mercer Homecoming at the Ford Concert Series two years ago. Okay, there were several thousand there, um, and that was a good time. I think that was like an hour long set with my full band. 
as far as opening up for somebody, the biggest I've done is Chase Rice was gotcha. last summer when the whole like drive-in theater shows got super popular because of COVID. Yeah. We got the opportunity. Hershey COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh-huh. But we got the opportunity to go up to North Georgia and open up for him. And uh, we didn't even get a sound check or anything because, like, we were, we were supposed to play at f- 6 p.m. And we were supposed to sound check at 4, and it was just a terrible thunderstorm. Like, we, we thought the show was going to get canceled. And the producer comes up, and he's like, you guys are just going to get up and get a line check and then get rolling. I was like, dang it. <laughs> All right, like, bro. You're hitting me yeah. with this yeah. at this show. For yeah, me. We, like we want to make a good impression here, and, <laughs> and this is what we got. But That's funny. Um, hey, but obviously you winged it and done good, so gotta gotta keep rolling with it. So obviously that's with with some of the shows you've done. Uh, let's talk about some of your battles and goals right mm-hmm. now as a up and coming artist. Uh, Let's start with some of the biggest battles you face right now. What are some of the struggles you're dealing with of either be promoting yourself, getting gigs, uh, creativity on the music aspect? What would you say are some of your biggest battles right now? Yeah, let's. I guess let's just go. I, I mean, I have a ton of battles, I guess. Um, let's just go um, category by category. As far as getting gigs, it's like, I guess if I put a ton of effort into it, I could play every weekend if I wanted to. But then again, it's like, do you want? Do you really want to do that? And like, do you want to take just every single gig that's thrown at you? Um, one of my buddies, who's a local musician, said something to me one time, and he wasn't trying to be like, he wasn't trying to be philosophical or really deep, but he just said something that stuck with me in a mm-hmm. deep way. He said, he said, you got to be careful how you market yourself. Um, because of your goals down the road. He's like, if you take every coffee shop or restaurant corner gig, then you're going to be that guy. You're going to be known as that guy. And then if you want to go open up for somebody big or all of a sudden you get a full band, people aren't necessarily going to take you as serious if they look at your past work. And so I was like, dang, dude, you're right. Like, I got to be really careful what I pick. And you never want to sell yourself short. And as a, in the business yeah. aspect, I, I know what he, he's saying is, like, and, and, the, and I'll kind of reference it in with that is, so like I've been doing graphic design for years mm-hmm. and I have a lot of people that'll go like, let's just, I'll give an example. They wanted me to print a, um, a four foot by eight foot metal sign. Cool. It's how I'll just, I'll say a hundred dollars for reference. I not, it's way low, yeah. but it, but like, well, so-and-so can do it for 75. I'm like, okay, go, we go to them. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm not gonna sell myself short, and I'm not gonna try to downgrade myself just because you're not willing to pay for what I know I'm worth, mm-hmm. and I know what my time was worth, and and that I, that in reference to that, yeah. I feel like that's so similar because, and as a DJ, I get the same thing. I'm like, well, I, I need to, I need to do it for five hundred dollars. I'm like, I'm not coming out for that. No. Like, I, not that's my entire weekend like so it makes so much sense so and like and and i want to make like i want to be clear we're not you and i are not coming from that coming at that from an arrogant place at all it's just like you know the amount of work you put in and you know what your goals are so you like you shouldn't settle for less absolutely so and it also goes back to some of the reasons i said earlier i don't want to play places where you know i'm taking two you know, by the time you travel, pack in, pack out, and play, you're putting five, six hours into somewhere for for someone to have their back to you the whole time. Yeah, why? Well, I'm not. Yeah, and, you want, and you for want to a, be worthy. You want to. You want it to feel. And I'm not saying that every. And even the thing is, not every show is gonna. You can go into it with the mindset of this is about to be the greatest thing ever. Yeah. This is everything that I thought it was gonna be. Are you? You were thinking of like I got, I got this made up in your head, and you get there, and it's like not. Yeah. And that happens. Mm-hmm. And same thing with me with weddings. I have weddings all the time that I'm like, this is going to be the funnest wedding ever. Their music list is phenomenal. Like, everything. And then you get there, and you're like, you're looking around left and right. <laughs> like, so this is not what I expected. No. Like I said, it's not to, to bash anybody. It's just you can go into something with a, a certain mindset, and it can be completely different. So. Yeah. 
and there and there is you know there is a grind to it like you got to put your you know you got to put your work in in order to get where you want to be but I guess I'm also this kind of and this affects my climb and the progression of my climb is I have a full-time job outside of music mm-hmm. so that also affects my avail- my availability but it also gives me the freedom to pick and choose gigs because I I can I can afford to not take every gig mm-hmm. luckily but um, at the same time there I mean there's always sacrifice with yeah. one way or the other with taking gigs or not taking gigs but that's your that's your weekend nights I mean you could yeah you know, spend time with family and things like that and it's you got to prioritize and yeah I completely understand so that. that's that's kind of uh and that's kind of where I'm at too with my goals people are always like so, I mean what do you want to do with this music thing like that's always the question and I'm always. like I don't know like <laughs> Wing it right yeah. now. <laughs> I want to. I want to keep making music. Yeah. Like I do this, but I do this because I love to do it. Yeah. I don't do it. Like I said, I'm very blessed. I don't do it because I have to. Mm-hmm. I f- and I feel very blessed about that because some people do and some people want to do it that way. And mm-hmm. all power to them. Um, currently, that's just not my situation. But um, I I do feel blessed to be able to take the gigs that I do get outside of my normal job because I. Because I love, I just love to play music, and anyone that's willing to give me an opportunity to do that again, that makes sense for me. Yeah. That makes sense for me personally and my goals. I'm very thankful for those opportunities, and yeah. um, that's kind of where I'm at. It's it's hard though. One, of, you mentioned the struggles. One of the struggles is a lot of these places have uh, the word that people in the music industry call as gatekeepers, and. It's it's like it's like you have to get your foot in the door somehow with that gatekeeper, because there are venues and the show that we have coming up, I think, is one of the, one of those shows. You just have to get in somehow, some way. Yeah. I mean, you go there and you make a relationship with someone as a patron. You go as uh, you sell a merch for somebody, or you just go to someone's show and meet somebody. Like there's some of these cool venues that you want to play have someone that you've got to go through as the mm-hmm. gatekeeper. And a lot of those, a lot of times as an artist, it's hard, like, number one, figuring out who that is or figuring out that there is a gatekeeper, that you can't just email somebody and they email you back. Two, who is that person? How can I make a relationship with them? And three, how can I, how can I connect with them enough to, to, for them to give me a shot? So a lot of times it's hard just getting in somewhere. Like, you yeah. try for a year and then finally they email yeah. you back. Yeah. That's, that's tough. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, you talked a little bit about music and, and uh, you worked this past weekend on a couple of new songs and things. Uh, let's discuss some of your old songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have three songs I know that have been released. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spotify. I'm a Spotify guy, so yeah, yeah. I, I base my a lot of things off of that. I feel like if you're putting music out If it ain't on Spotify for me, don't listen to it. Because there ain't no telling what I was thinking when I put it out on SoundCloud. (laughs) Oh, my SoundCloud's rough. I think I may have went in and deleted some of the stuff on there because I was like, that's just, I can't. I just can't. Yeah. Um, So, what was your first, which one of the ones was your first release on there? Lie Awake was my first. Lie Awake. So, I guess, and that's what I have. So, what, what would you... Kind of talk about that song, the inspirations for that song, and give some details on it. Yeah, so I'll give some credit to my buddy Freddie. He's a he was just a actually a teammate at Mercer for a year or so, and then just a buddy from Mercer, and he just played guitar as a hobby, and he liked to write too. And he came to me one day. He was like, "I have this idea for a song," and he had like maybe the first part of verse one written. And he was just like, this is the concept I'm thinking of it. I was like, cool, man. That was probably back in 2016 or maybe 2015, 2016. And so that was it. Like we hung out one time and he told me that and then that was kind of it. And then I must have found it in my notes a couple months later. And I was like, I want to finish this song. So I wrote the rest of the song and like I think there's a video on Instagram of me playing this song acoustically. Like It's like five years old. And I, did, I found it, like, the other day. I forgot I even posted it. But I came back around to it, and I have so many songs I've written, dude, that are embarrassing. Like, have you ever been – well, sometimes when Trial I'm on – Trial and error, man. Yeah. Trial and error. <laughs> sometimes when I'm on a flight and I, you know, I don't buy the Wi-Fi or anything, and 
you know, you, you get bored of if it doesn't have a TV or you, you know, you didn't download the Spotify playlist before you started. I'll go in my pictures, my videos, my voice memos, and just look through stuff that's on my phone. And some of the songs I put in my voice memos <laughs> are so bad. But luckily, Lilac wasn't one of them. But I had found this producer in Macon, and I knew I wanted to release music. And it, I'll go back. I'll, I'll pause real quick. I'll go back to a kind of a struggle I was facing because I was talking earlier how I grew up playing sports in my hometown, and I only played drums at church. And I didn't start the music thing until college. So all the people that I grew up with, I'm from a small town. So when you started with people in kindergarten, you finished with them in high school. Mm-hmm. Those people do not know me as a music guy at all. Like, not at all. They knew me as the high school quarterback yeah. and hopefully hopefully a good guy. Yeah. But that was it. No, Nothing musical at all. So that... Minus your mom. Yeah, minus, <laughs> yeah mom and my family, you know. Yeah. But that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not personality. That um, that definition of me is new to them. Yeah. But for everyone up here in Georgia, that that is a part of me. Yeah, you're the music out of me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been hard for me to, when I came out re- and I said, I'm going to release music. So people up here, they were like, thank God, like, we've been waiting on this. Like, But to people back home, they're like, What? They're so confused, and you want support from your hometown, like you, yeah. like you know, everyone wants that. But I've had to earn that, and I've had to, I've had to really, really try to get that because it's to them, it's very new. Um, my hair is very new. I never had long hair till I was graduating Actually, from college. I, I, when we first became like social media friends yeah. and all, of course you you kind of look through yeah. everyone when you become a friend, and you're just like scrolling. I look back, I'm like. Like your old pictures, I'm like, this is not what I envisioned. <laughs> yeah. you. I just, I see you as this now, so yeah. it, it's it's different, and I, 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 mean, I get that. You're so. a perfect example of that. So you can see how it would be hard for me to say I'm releasing music, and those people be like, "What? He has long hair now, and he plays music. <laughs> what happened to him?" Did you have you seen what? me with super long hair? No, I'll have I need to, show to see you that. that. Afterwards. Well, I had big beard like down to my my tits and uh, <laughs> hair awesome. down the middle of my back. Dude, I gotta see that. Yeah, I mean, I went that. from literally that to this now. Yeah, and I've been this way since then. It it just <laughs> becomes too much for me. And so I was trying to grow my hair out like within the past week. I call the uh, girl that cut my hair last week. I was like, "You're cutting my hair this week. I can't do this. I can't do it's it. It's gotta. Come it's on. hot. Yeah. I'm done." So, but so when 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 I found Lie Awake again, and I guess I I guess I must have pitched the producer several songs that I found in my voice memos and that one. And we picked that one, and and to be honest, I can't remember why we picked that one. I guess it was just the uh, the best we had, and it's I mean it's just a good song, I guess from a it's song. It's a catchy tune. It's it's ca- that's, it that's has some the catchy one thing, stuff. Like, of even of all the songs, uh, obviously we'll discuss the other ones here in a second. Uh, but that song is the most catchy. It's catchy, yeah. It gets stuck in your head. Yeah. And and that that uh, there's that aspect of it, and then I've had people say I've been through that. Yeah. Like what you're talking about in that song, I've been through that. And to me, that means a lot too. But the producer was like, I can't get this out of my head. So we were like, that's the one we're going to release. So I think I, I think I tracked it. Oh, I know how, I know how I picked. So I had three songs and in October of 2019, I played them all live on like a Facebook live or Instagram live. Mm-hmm. And then I posted them and I asked the people who follow me, Hey, I'm ready to hit the studio can you guys help me pick what you want to hear? Here are three options. And I don't remember what those three were, but Lie Awake was one of them. And it was overwhelmingly the popular choice. The producer yep. liked it. So we tracked it in in uh, the fall of 19, and I released it in January of 2020. And it did – I didn't know what to expect um, at all. Uh, I was like, if I get 1,000 views or streams, I'll be happy. I had no – I had no – like. It's- it's up there. It's up there. Yeah, it's doing a little. <laughs> it did a lot better than I thought. I, I had no baseline of like what was good or bad, other than like you see, dang, Luke Combs has a hundred, yeah, hundreds of hundreds that. of hundreds of thousands, <laughs> millions and millions of streams. So I'm like, that's not something that's relatable to me. I've got. I don't even know where I'm at on that spectrum. Yeah. Obviously, nowhere near that. So when it when it kept going, I got you know I got excited and it it that kind of fueled the fire. Yeah. 
Um, and it ended up being on the backyard country on 94.9 out of Atlanta for like six months. Maybe not that long. Several months. And uh, people kept voting it in, so it stayed on the air. And uh, I got some good feedback. I remember there were some people that had commented on the YouTube release of it. They said, I heard this on 94.9. And I was like, that's cool that your song's on the radio, your yeah. first song you release. But it's it kinda, was... That's kind of like a goal in itself when you start making music. It's like, I want to be on the radio one day. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just... even It's kind of a, even an unspoken goal. Like, anyone and everyone that releases music is like, it'd be cool to be on the radio. I'm like, that'd, just, that'd be cool. Yeah, so. it was neat. So, that's... Yeah, that's a lot of week. All right. Well, I guess let's uh, touch into the other two that I know, mm-hmm. uh, even if the fish don't bite. So tell me a little bit about that. Obviously, that's just, I feel like that's kind of just a fun song. Yeah, just a fun, like, summer song. So I, the uh, Morgan Wallen style was the inspiration of that because mm-hmm. it's a lot of quick words at the beginning, and I feel like he does that a lot, mm-hmm. or his writers do. Um, Have you ever been deep? Was now sad? Like, just you're packing a lot of words into a very small amount of time, and that first line hit me in the shower. Like, it, dude, I, it hits me in the most random times. It's always the greatest, though. My bathroom floor was soaking wet. I ran out and got my phone and typed it in and, like, um, hummed the melody into my voice memos because it just hit me out of nowhere. And uh, and then I just finished writing it, and I pitched it, and he, he liked it because it, it, it was different than Lie Awake. It's, more, it's way more upbeat and just a different tune and vibe altogether. So, yeah, that we released that one. So I ha- actually tracked Even If The Fish Don't Bite and Peace – on the same day, similar to what we did this past weekend. And I wanted to do like a double release on the same day. Like be like, hey, even if the fish don't even if fish don't bite is coming out September, blah, blah, blah. And then like the night before be like, oh by the way, there's another track you're getting too. You know I done that the other day? You did that? I, so I really well this was in, yeah. in, in April yeah. I released Running the Miles. Yeah. And then the night before I was like, Oh by the way, I gotta let it out. It's coming out as well. So I, I actually done that. That's funny you said that. I was like, I'm not gonna tell anybody about this. I'm just gonna do it. So. That's what I wanted to do. And then the producer somehow talked me out of it. He was like, You need to give it a month. And I was like, Whatever, man. <laughs> I'll do. It. He was like, yeah, I, I trust you. So we ended up releasing Peace later. And uh, Peace was a song I wrote. I started in the middle of COVID. Well, you had a, a million things going on in the world last summer with uh, the riots and just all the stuff going on in America where everyone seemed like they were at odds. It was a crazy year. Yeah, not the craziest year of my life. Just a crazy year. <laughs> but you had COVID and the riots and just everything going on, and it seemed like everyone was at odds with each other. And I started that song, and I got stuck, which if – it does. It doesn't always. It doesn't usually happen to me where I'll start a song and get stuck and be able to finish it in a productive manner where where I think I hit it out the park. Mm-hmm. The songs that I feel good about, I write in less than twenty minutes, and that's just weird. But they hit me, and it yeah. all the creativity hits me all at once, and I have to get it down at that moment. I understand. Into the world was the same way. The song we're going to talk about later, I guess. But um, so this song, I was like nervous about because I. I knew what I wanted to write about. I wanted to write about the hard questions people ask themselves in lives and like how we get through that. But I got stuck. And it hit me in the shower too, but I couldn't finish it. So my buddy Connor Henderson, we had just been talking about hanging out. He's actually the one I I referenced earlier who was uh, telling me, just be careful how you market yourself. Yeah, He's just a very talented guy. And I reached out to him. I was like, you want to help me finish a song? And he was like, yeah, man, let's hang out and do that. So we finished Peace Together. And then uh, I released it. But my, so my mom's in my band because I said she's been a big influence on me. And so she sings all the harmonies. So she's she is background vocals in all my music. But Peace, I really wanted her so to be. It, it is, what's her name? Sarah. Okay, so that's what I, I know uh, Peace was, it said, it's secondary on there was Featuring Sarah, her, yeah. Featuring her, so, okay. So well, those two songs I wanted to have, uh, so... My band, so I guess what I, my name's Eli Grambling, obviously. That's what I go by on my social media stuff. And when I play by myself, that's what I am. When I have my band together, we we just go by the Grambling Band. Um, it's Even though people will say it's Eli Grambling and the Grambling Band or whatever. But because I like I liked the production process to be as organic as possible. So I have my whole band in the studio when we do my songs. Uh, maybe not at once, but they. I want them playing. I want them to be a part of the song. 
So with even if the fish don't bite, they were a big influence in that song. So I wanted that song to reference them. So it says Eli Grambling and then maybe comma the Grambling Band. So they're listed as an artist. But with Peace, I wanted her vocals to be elevated because my mom is very well known back home for her music because that's all that's always what she was. She started singing when she was twelve years old, um, around there. So. I wanted her to be a part of that song, not just background vocals. So that's why she's listed as a feature. We kind of elevated that. Um, but Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, you mentioned it, uh, Into the World. Mm-hmm. Uh, I asked you if you'd be willing to do this, and you said absolutely. So uh, I guess, if you don't mind, tell us, you got this new song that you're going to be releasing that you recorded this past weekend. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the song. Um, obviously, you said, said it's going to be another month or so, but this is going to be the little teaser for them. <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, tell them a little bit about it, and you think you'd be willing to sing sing it for us. Yeah, we okay. can do that. Well, I guess go ahead and just tell us a little bit about it first. So this is another A lot of times when I write stuff and I post it or I'll send it to somebody or just play it live, people will be like, like did that happen to you? <laughs> like, is, is that your story? And I feel like a lot of songwriters get asked that, but not necessarily. Like, I feel like all of us go through similar things in life, Mm -hmm. and the things you or I write about may not be exactly what happened to us, or may not have happened to us at all. We may have known someone that this happened to, but again, like we just story. Yeah, this is a story. We desire to write things that we know people can connect to. So this was like maybe a Saturday afternoon. I was sitting at our breakfast table, which is in like a panorama window setting. Um, and I was looking out of a glass pane. And that's the first line of the song. And it just it just hit me. And I came up with the melody, with the chord structure. And then as I was writing, the melody just kept coming into my head. But it had a lot of weird transitions. And so this song has more chord patterns than any song I've ever written which I think is why the producer liked it so much because the chorus kind of pops out because it's just I changed the chord progression so many times in this song yeah but I was looking out of a glass pane just admiring the Saturday hanging out with my dog Marshall uh, Allie my wife was at work so I was home by myself and had some time to be creative and it was one of those things that just hit me at once and I really liked where it was headed so I finished it and I don't remember if I posted it that day. Usually I'll get like super excited about a song. As soon as I write it, I'm like, I want everybody to hear this, even if it sucks. You know, at that in that moment, you're just so happy you finished the song. You're like, the world it's needs like to hear this. And you're yeah. proud of your achievement. And it's like, I, I want, I gotta let somebody yeah. know. Like, it's like when you mow your yard and then you just <laughs> crack a beer and you just take a picture of it and you're like, look at that. Just look at it. Uh, but uh freshly cut. <laughs> yeah, just look at those lines, man. So even and pure. But uh that was that's how it went. I got really excited about it and I immediately sent it over to my producer. And uh he liked it, liked how the chorus popped and I I was ready. It's been a year when I released this next song. It will have been a year, about a year since I released music. Uh because going back to a struggle earlier, I just got in a creative rut. I just I don't know, man. I just got busy in life, and I was like, I just don't have any desire to do this right now. Yeah. Um, but then then I started getting the itch again and um, started – I actually played m- more shows this year than I ever have, which is weird coming out of – I guess coming out of COVID, everybody wanted to hear live music. But um, I really wanted to put this song out, and so I sent him a couple, and he, he just – again, he said, that chorus pops more, and I can see how your songwriting is developing as you grow. So this this is what we need to do next. So anyway, that's right. it. Well, let's hear it. Yeah. Let's uh, let's just slide back, grab your guitar, and uh, make your way over here, and we'll just let's just hear this thing. And this will be uh, coming to y'all. You'll get to hear this way before it's released. So oh, yeah. be pretty solid. We'll tune up real quick. See, this is a good thing about podcasting for me and getting to interview people. I get to hear and witness things like this. Yeah. I feel I feel special. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll adjust the volumes a little bit.
Looking out of a glass pane into the sky, wondering where airplanes go when I see them fly by. Wonder why people leave and others will stay. And I relive those days I can't go back and change. Out of all that I ponder, can't seem to let go. Yeah, there's one home of mine. I wonder if she knows that I miss her real bad. I wish I could have one more minute to talk, one more moment to laugh. I wish I could tell her I apologize for all the times I was stupid, times that I lied. Lord knows I'm thinking about her. Looking out this window and into the world Yeah, I saw your mom and dad Before I boarded this plane Asked me where I was headed Said, son, won't you stay? But I don't know if I can take it Don't even want to try Cause you're out there somewhere And you ain't by my side like a gypsy I'll ride and I hope I can find you out there one day Tell you what's on my mind that I miss you real bad I wish I could have one more minute to talk, one more moment to laugh I wish I could tell you I apologize for all the times I was stupid Times that I lied, Lord knows I'm thinking about her Staring out of this window into the world Yeah, I'm trying to fix all this heartache I have Wish I could figure out how to win you back Cause I miss you real bad And I wish I could have One more minute to talk One more moment to laugh I wish I could tell you I apologize for all the times I was stupid Times that I lied Yeah, I miss you real bad And I wish I could have One more minute to talk One moment to laugh I wish I could tell you I apologize for all the times I was stupid, times that I lied. Lord knows I'm thinking about her. Lord knows I'm thinking about her. Lord knows I'm thinking about her. Staring out of this window and into the world. I'll give it claps on that. Appreciate it. That's beautiful. That's it, man. Into the world. That is beautiful. I like it. And I, you know, you talk about how the the connections and, and putting yourself, you, you feel like you can be in your shoes almost with a song. And like you, I can feel that. I'm like, And that's a big thing. Obviously, like, even if fish don't bite, it's not as that kind <laughs> of connected. Like, I, like I'm like, oh, yeah, I I mean, I get the song, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that connection, though, that you get from, yeah. like, that, for me, lyrically, is where I'm just like, yes. <laughs> precision. Appreciate so, it, man. Precision. I love it. So, yeah, crack this on here. Crack that thing. Finish it up. Um, but, as you do that, I guess, if you don't mind, we're kind of at the tail end. If you will, tell uh, if you have any upcoming gigs. Plug in all your social media if you want to give any shout-outs to your uh, doggo, your wife, whatever <laughs> it may be. Um, plug all that in, and we can kind of round this thing up. Sweet. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me today. Absolutely. It's been a good time. It, um, like I said, I've been trying to get, get you on here. I know we've talked about this for a little bit, but I, uh, I with us doing trivia last week, I was like, all right, we got to work this like out. We need to make this happen. Yeah. Just, just make it happen. Yes. Um, so... I, Social media, Instagram is Eli underscore Grambling. That's E-L-I underscore G-R-A-M-B-L-I-N-G. And then from there, you can get my band's page, which is the Grambling Band. We left the we left the G off the end of my last name when that band on purpose, because when I, when you say it, you don't really say Grambling. Yeah. 
You just, have the apostrophe. Yeah, I have the apostrophe, right. yeah. My dad <laughs> was better. My dad was like, son, you know they spelled this wrong. I was like, dad, we did that on purpose because it's just, <laughs> we know we're from the south. It's Eli Grambling, you know. <laughs> that's what my name is. Yeah, that's great. Mm. But Facebook's the same. Just You can search my name, Eli Grambling. And then the the band has a Facebook as well. Uh, I don't have, so I feel like, you know, just from what I see from some of my musical peers, I feel like TikTok could be a very beneficial platform. But I deleted my Twitter. Um, That's fine. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it doesn't really do Twitter's a lot right. for musicians. But I've, I'm, like, super hesitant to download TikTok. Not, so, so I know it could, like, blow me up potentially. It's a shot in the dark, but it could. Mm-hmm. But I, my, I like, hate having high screen time. Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, we're just programmed these days to just grab your phone and start scrolling. And I'm like, I don't need another thing to take up my time. But so if I could be more disciplined, I'll get a TikTok. Do you, have, do you ever put a screen limit on your phone? I don't know how to do that. Maybe you need to show me how to do that. So, like, my, you know, every week it'll give you your, your screen report. Yeah, and, and it's, it kills me. Yeah, I don't like to look at mine either. But you can set yourself to, like, a daily screen time. So you can say, I only want two hours today. What? And it, it, when you get to an hour and 50 minutes, it warns like, you. You got 10 more minutes left, homie. So let me ask you how to, how to okay, so, so let me ask you this. I learn something if you don't know this. So. Let me ask you this. How do I get, how do I get around, so if I want to set that, how do I do that? But like right now we're watching Yellowstone and I don't have, it's only streamed through Peacock TV, mm-hmm. which I have an app for on my phone, mm-hmm. and I can't get it. I can't stream it from my Mac for some reason because I'm just, I guess I'm dumb. So that would kill my, like that would, that, See, so right now is, that is taking up all my ah, screen time. You can set two hours to just social media. Okay, that's what I need to do. If that's what I want to do. You won't have to set it on, uh, there's a section section on there that's called like entertainment. Okay. So that would be like your Netflixes and things so like I that. So I can leave that mm-hmm. unlimited. You can leave that open. Because that's, that's the only thing I use yeah, like it, long so streams can, for. You can limit yourself to an hour of this, you, and you can specify three hours of this, you, whatever, however route you wanted to go. Yeah. You can get real precise with it. Um, okay, I need to do that. But it, you can turn off your screen time of like messages. So like if you get oh, a text yeah. like like it's like if somebody texts me like I'm gonna text them back like that that I that promise I you I don't spend so. four hours a day just looking through my text no, messages. I, that's not it. So. Even though I'm terrible about responding, so sorry if you guys have sent me a text and I haven't responded. <laughs> Ain't nothing to it. But I'll, I'll be the first to you. I'll accidentally not text you back. So. <laughs> I've gotten into a bad habit of if I because I have I have read receipts on which so I don't I don't want you to see that I've seen your message, <laughs> but I also have previews on. So if my phone's locked and your preview comes up, I already know what you said. Yeah. And then in my mind, I'm like, I don't have to respond to that right now, <laughs> and I don't know what I'm even gonna say to that. It could mean it could be a meaningless text. No, my I favorite just, is now you can double tap their message and, and it clear looks, it. It's like I don't if I don't I don't want to respond and say okay. Like I just feel like it wastes the text. I can just double tap. You know I got it. Yeah. And you get yeah. So. so it's not like I have. 60 texts that I have no idea what they are. I know exactly what they are. <laughs> yeah, I just haven't them. formulated <laughs> or applied head, yet. I read that. So. so I guess that's me. I guess that's a long, a roundabout way of saying I've been procrastinating. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my social media. I haven't gotten TikTok yet. If I do t- get TikTok, you guys will probably see it on my Instagram. Other than that, I have YouTube. But I don't like how when you release a song, it throws it on YouTube like Eli Grambling dash topic. I don't know how to, I don't know how to set it to like my official channel. But anyway, I'm on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Again, like I said earlier, don't listen to anything on SoundCloud. Um, Amazon Music. Any any of the major platforms is where my music at. There's some stuff coming up shortly. Big shows. Got so first full band show since last year should be August seventh. And that will be at Society Garden in Macon. Awesome. Which is an awesome venue that has popped up within the past couple years for local musicians. So that's going to be really fun. And then back home, uh, my hometown has a barbecue festival every year called Smoking in the Pines because we are the pine tree capital of the South. Shout out Perry, Florida. And and uh, we played at that two years ago. 
Um, and that was kind of, I guess that was kind of, that was the first show I ever played in Perry. That's a lie. I played, a, I played like a 30 minute set one time in Perry, but that doesn't count. So that was the first, <laughs> a little different. yeah, that was the first show I played. I brought my whole band down. We played that show. That was a good time. So we're getting to go back this year and play an hour. And we are a completely different band than we were two years ago. I'm a completely different musician as far as just development. It's crazy to look back and see like just how you grow. Um, but so I'm really excited about that because at this point, in an hour-long set, I don't want to play all originals just because everyone won't know them all and I want them to be entertained, but I can play four or five originals. Yeah, and, and get uh, your name out and, and they and, and they may know them by then. And that's why the, one of the other songs we cut Sunday is a song about my hometown. And it's I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know... I don't know that it's going to be the one. I, I highly doubt that it's going to be the one that hits Spotify and just takes off. Yeah. I, I don't see it as that song. I only put that song out for people back home. Yeah. So I want to release it before the show so they have a chance to listen to it, and then when we play it live, they can sing along. But I'm excited. I'm excited. So that's two full band shows within about a month and a half. Uh, first one since last year. And then I'm playing Fox City before, uh, August 27th. Uh, that's an acoustic set. So just some small stuff coming up, uh, other than the two big band shows, um, oh. and then we'll book out the rest of the year, try to m- move around hunting season. But um, <laughs> I guess shout outs, uh, shout out to my wife Allie, who <laughs> puts up with me doing all this stuff, <laughs> all my dreams, and hey, can I go play this show? Uh, I, we we always run everything by each other, just out of respect, um, not for permission, but just out of respect. Um, and I guess my, you know, my mom's been a huge influence, like I said, and she's made an impact on me and my brother. My brother picked up the guitar, and he's killing it right now. He's, I call him like the riff king. He'll, he'll, he loves like Motley Crue and people like that, or CCR, and just the seventies and eighties rock. And he'll pick like an intro to a song or just this crazy solo, and he'll be, he'll be like, "That's what I want to learn." And that's like all we'll focus on for a week, and then he'll call me a week later, just absolutely shredding that part. Like dang, bro, how do you how do you do that? Here I am, but, still can barely play yeah. <laughs> E minor. <laughs> but my dad and my dad, you know, my dad's supportive. He comes to all our stuff, and um, he got a chance this year to be an instructor at the local uh, technical school. And he was like, he was like, I played all your songs for my class today. I was like, man, thanks, dad. But, Every stream counts. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Run it up. <laughs> well. I greatly, greatly appreciate you coming on here. It means a lot, and uh, the relationship we've built thus far, of, and God, I guess it's only been a few months of really knowing you. I'm not going to say I've not been around you once or twice, but um, really building the relationship and connections, as we yeah. got back to earlier. The so, word, the word. The, the word, so, um, and then getting into the creative and building content here, yeah. so. Thanks so much. You for should title on. this episode "Creative Connections." I like it. <laughs> Creative connections with Eli Graham. Yeah, so it might just happen. You might just you might just handle the uh, title for me. There so. you go. Well, That's been fun, man. Thank you. I greatly appreciate it, and uh, obviously we'll we'll stay in touch and we'll, we'll be around each other. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. I greatly greatly appreciate it. This once again was episode eight. And uh, I guess I will see y'all next time. See who I uh, may or may not have on next time. So thank y'all. See y'all next time. that place that I'm from. Cause in this life, you only get one. I'm running a mouse. Running a mouse. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running a mouse.